I like that you said press record and then fucking walked away. Listen to me. I, I think that before we go any further tonight, we need to get one thing straight. What's okay? that? On this show, I am the alpha. I am the aggressor. I am the mean one. Okay. I'm hearing like a little bit of like you trying to take back the power in the relationship. Hard no. This is what abuse sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you joining us for the very first time, this is Icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one film at a time. I am here, as always, with the sports almanac to my thief of a biff. Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ LaRoche, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing well, man. But what I'm what I want to ask you, or actually what I'm gonna tell you, Andrew, is keep my fucking sports almanac out your mouth. <laughs> no, not a Will Smith reference. It's too soon. <laughs> keep it out your mouth, bro. The wow. fuck. Will Smith, right yeah. off the top. We got it. I mean, we have to address it. We have the to address it. It's room. a movie podcast. We're movie people. We watched the Oscars. We did it. Yeah. Um how did you feel <laughs> when Will Smith cracked Chris Rock across the face? Okay, so here's the thing. And I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum, as many people have. And I mean, my husband actually disagree on it because my husband is very, very kind and patient. I, he must be if he's married to me. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I got to be real. Like initially, my initial reaction is like, I'm team Will. I'm like, you can't talk about somebody's wife like that. Like I was like, listen, when you talk about somebody's wife, you got a 50, 50 shot of getting slapped. Sure. You know, but, but, but I thought about it and I don't think I, that was an aggression that was not an appropriate reaction. Like it was not, you can't just walk up and slap somebody. You you can't can't just walk up and slap somebody. Well, here's the thing. You, you bring up, you bring up an interesting point when you talk about someone's wife, when you talk about someone's best friend, when you talk about someone's mom, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're definitely asking for it, but when you're a celebrity, you're asking for what happened to you, Jada and will people can make fun of you. Chris rock has the dirtiest mouth. In entertainment, yeah. Well, right? that was tame for Chris Rock. Honestly, he's grown up a lot. Sure, sure. And and Jada, a couple weeks ago, it was like just a couple weeks ago, right? Where she was like, "I've got this thing, and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to embrace it. And it's going to be beautiful." Like, yeah. I was, I, you know, Chris Rock roasted you. You're a celebrity. You have to just take it. Like you if, know, if we're, it's, if we're at Dalton's and you started talking shit about my wife, yeah, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. I know, but and like, I earned that. Yeah, we're not celebrities yet. We're not, we're not celebrities yet. Also, we're not at Dalton's. Like, it's setting context is everything, right? Oh, 100. If, if we were at the Oscars, 100. percent If we're at the news, Oscars, apparently yeah. the Oscar com- community or committee was like, you got to leave. Like they told his publicist, you got to go. You can't be here anymore, and he refused to leave. Oh, is that what happened? Well, that's what I saw on the CNN tonight. Oh, because I was wondering. Yeah. I was just like, he just stayed there and accepted his award. Yeah, the uh, the Oscar statement is, yeah, no, we told him to go. But like his career is over. I don't know. His fucking career is over, man. No one's no one's gonna hire him. I mean, 
They said that about Robert Downey Jr. Wow. And then he saved Marvel. He made Marvel. He made Marvel, sure. (laughs) The nerd in me is like, he saved Marvel. Marvel was always awesome. He made it. What did they have? Ed Norton's Hulk? Like, they didn't have anything (laughs) until they had Iron Man. (laughs) Yikes. Oh, my goodness. Let's not retread that. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah, no. Hollywood loves a comeback story. He'll come back. They're going to do a whole red table talk about it. You know, and, and the real shame of it, Andrew, is he's such a talented fellow. He's fucking amazing. Like, he's fucking great. He's and fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was I love Will Smith. Yeah. And I wanted, to, I wanted Chris, to come. Chris Rock is going to get a lot of mileage out of this. Though, he really is. Like, he's got a lot of material coming. He really is. But, but I want Will to come back only for the reason that I, I sincerely believe that, like, we have to give people room to evolve and make mistakes, even celebrities. Oh, sure. You know, you're absolutely right about that. You know, because like we're, we're all so ready to cancel somebody forever. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah. And if we if we were cancel culture way back in the 90s, like Mike Tyson bit a man's ear off. And now he's like one of the more famous people we know. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Hollywood loves a comeback. Yeah. All right. So Yeah. Anyway, but that is not what we're here to talk about today. But it's important that no. we got that off our chest. Yeah. No, I think that it, it was good that we talked about, you know, the present um situation in hollywood but now let's go back to the podcast and back to the future <gears> part two part two okay yep. here's okay. the thing here's, here's the, the thing. thing i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell so you so many things though so, so many, many things. things i'm gonna tell you i was worried that my feelings about this movie were solely nostalgia related i was concerned and when I did the rewatch, I was open but uh, trepidatious, if you will. Okay. You know? Okay. And I will say that after the rewatch, it was shocking to me that I still think this movie's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. 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 1989. Yeah. Right? You were like four. Yeah. So you didn't see it come out, come out, right? Like no, no, I was six, but I was six, six, but okay. yeah, I saw it on VHS later. Yeah. Okay. So like, I definitely saw this in the movie theater, uh-huh. right? Like I was definitely 11. Um, this was one of my favorite movies growing up. I remember uh-huh. like I watched this speaking of VHS, like my, my shit was worn down. Yeah. I watched this movie so much. It's a hit. It's famously, it's, it's famously the favorite of the trilogy. Yeah. Now, from a film, okay, so, all right, like, do I want to, like, go, like, play the end at the beginning? Here's the thing about this film. The first two acts of this film are marvelous, right? Like, we're making a sequel. We are in a sequel, yeah. which is great. And we see the future, and then we see this, like, alternate past. I think the misstep in Back to the Future Part Two there's a couple, but I think the biggest misstep was going back to 1955. Okay. Say more. From a purely film perspective. Okay. Right. From an artistic point of view, mm-hmm. you give you in a sequel, it's always great when you give us something different, right? Yeah. Like you, you look at empire strikes back, which is famously like everybody's favorite fucking sequel. They gave us something different, you know? And with this film, they started to give us something different in act one and act two, so different. And then they gave us the retread. Now 
Marty and Doc running around 1955 with Marty and Doc running around 1955 and like having Come to avoid on, each dude. other and seeing things from a different angle. That's super fun. Yeah. Like, and, 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 but I, I always remembered that third act being my least favorite part of my favorite movie growing up and going back and watching it again, I was like, Oh yeah. Like my brain wanted something different. Now, you know, I don't know how much you know about Crispin Glover. Like we talked about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know time. that whole drama with him. Yeah, and I think I think we even touched on the fact that in two, maybe maybe we did, maybe we didn't. But two, they're originally going to go back to the '60s in the third act. That I did not. We did not talk about. Okay. Yeah, they were going to go back to the '60s in the third act, and it was going to be like really focused on Lorraine. But George was obviously going to be there, and like I. I always, you know me, like I'm a sucker for a dead dad. Yeah. George's death never had a real impact on me. Why? He's not in the movie. Yeah. So I think it just like with, with Crispin not coming back and them going that direction, for me, that was a misstep. Okay. Um, all of that being said, now let's go back to the beginning. That, like That's the theme tonight. We're going back. Yeah. So let, let's go back to the beginning of the movie. Elizabeth Shue, you're way too old to be playing a teenager, but you're hot as fuck. <laughs> okay. No, wait. Okay. So, <laughs> no. Okay. So you're not going to believe this, but I have in my notes, and I was totally avoiding saying it, but I totally have in my notes, just like, she looks way older than Marty. She yes. was just so famous and so beautiful and so yeah. popular that she's perfect, but she just looks way oh she's so visibly yeah. a grown-up yeah yeah she's like the college girl that you know she's so visibly an adult and, yeah no yeah but it's fine she's great i mean she's great and 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 while we're at it like the whole cast is just spectacular even 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 new george yeah he does a fine job whatever his name is joe weissman Thomas yeah, wearing, wearing, so you know the drama about the prosthetics, right? 100%, yeah. Oh my God, that's like, that is a, a union rule now. That Groundbreaking. You can't, yeah, that you can't make a mold of another actor's face. Right. Yeah. No, but then, okay, so we're, we go to 2015, and how funny is it that we go to 2015? <laughs> I know. And I'm... it's nothing resembling. No, like they got the 2015 they got we so through, they got it so wrong. It's so much more futuristic and cool than we experienced. Yeah. Love yeah, the hoverboards. We, always wanted one. Why do we not have hoverboards yet? Um, I, I do remember do I, not... I do remember the press for this movie. They said hoverboards were real and that they were going to be released by Mattel. Yeah, like they sure. did start that rumor in the press for yeah. this movie. And I remember being yeah, no, like, I can't children, wait. children everywhere completely disappointed. Yeah. Um by yeah, children, loved... you mean 40-year-olds. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was 11 mm. and I was disappointed. Um because anyone that ever saw me ride a skateboard know that I could have used a little air. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, love the the little jab that Spielberg kind of takes in himself, right? Because he's he's involved in this film. Yeah. Was he just on the first one? Uh, Shark still looks fake. It's cute. Hilarious. And and you know in the in this future scene with the uh, the hoverboard and and running around the square, we get the first of like so many wonderful callbacks. Well, and so I'm glad you bring up the callbacks. And here's the thing, because 
So we go to the future. And the thing is, the future sequence is so much fun. And all of the weird, zany, futury things. Like, it's basically a Jetsons redux, right? Yes. Like, yes. It's all Jetsons and insane. Like, the way they cook the pizza and the sneakers and, and the iridescent hat that I still want. Our friend Chris Henry has an iridescent hat. Hi, Chris. I know you're listening. Hey, Chris. Yeah, he has an iridescent hat. And it's cute as fuck. And I love it. Um, and I want one. Um, but like the future is so great and so sparkly and interesting and you have this series of callbacks and I think the series of callbacks is what led the writing to you have to go back to 1955 because the act three is the callback and I love it for that because seeing them do things from a different perspective you have to understand that this whole thing that happens right now of Marty and Doc being in the same spot as Marty and Doc. This is what time travel movies will do from here on out. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and that's the thing. It is the ultimate callback, and it is just as fun and good spirited and good natured as all of the other callbacks that we get when we do the future sequence. Now, I will say this: um, the time jumping gets a bit too convoluted for a second movie. Well, because- it's a little too convoluted. And also, um, this is the, the, another misstep in the editing, right? Like there was the scene where Biff comes back to the future, right? Originally, they had him fading away from time. Yes. Which makes perfect sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's it's in the rules that that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they don't show it. Yeah, they took it and out. So people are like, "What? Ha- wait, why, how did he come back to this future? Shouldn't it have changed? Exactly. It should have. Right. It should it have if we're doing their back to the future. Well, it shouldn't have changed, right? Because Marty and Doc are on that timeline. Yeah. But once they return to their own timeline, then it changes, right? Like they could have stayed there and lived out that timeline. Yeah. But seeing Biff disappear from that timeline, then the audience could go, oh, yeah, it's a different timeline. Yeah. It's right. So that's the rules in this timeline or this yeah. universe. Different than Endgame rules. Different than Endgame rules. Different than Hot Up Time Machine rules. Yeah. So now here's the thing, though. I think, and this is my take, I think going to 2015 and going to alternate 1985 are two movies. And I think that's the problem. I don't think going back to 1955 is an issue. I think altered 1985 is its own side story. Oh, see, I love it. I love love it too, but that's its own adventure. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying, man. I'm saying that if you take alternate, if you take old 1955 out of it, have 2015 alternate 85 and alternate 60 or whatever they're going to do, then you have a cohesive movie. See, it's the third jump. It's the third jump that ruins it. I think the magic of the story is all is 2015. Uh-huh. Reason to go back to 1955 to complete oh, to complete but, but it but listen because it completes the callback narrative. Because 1955, Return to 1955 works 
because the future is so centered around fun callbacks, right? So that's why that works. For me, alternate 1985, while it makes sense in the scheme of the story, is the outlier and is what makes things super confusing. But and it doesn't then, get you, you can't get to 1955 without going to alternate 1985 because you go to 2015, you fix 2015, you have nowhere to go. Well, and that's the thing. Then so then here's the back end of my thesis that the innate issue with the storytelling is that the reason to go to 2015 isn't good enough. The reason to go to 2015 is not good. It's enough. not good enough. Who the hell is Flea's character? It's not good enough. Who's Flea's character? That's the thing, man. I think that they like somebody started writing this movie and then Crispin Glover was like, no, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Right? Because the what was Flea's character's name, man? Help me out. Help me out. Uh, Needles. Needles. Doug Needles. Right? And fucking Jennifer knows him. Mm-hmm. Needles. Right? I'd love to hear more about that. Right? Going to save Marty's kids. Why? Marty's the one that's fucked. What happens to Marty? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's they don't have a strong enough reason to go to 2015. So they do all of these other things. Yeah, so basically, no, now and now here's the thing, though. This is the innate problem of the writing. And God bless Bob Gale, because even his mistakes are consistent. Um, what does this movie and the first movie have in common? Marty intervenes and fucks it up. Yeah, right. No, and, and you see it right there in the beginning when they land on the sign, that, the road sign that says no landing. Follow yeah. the rules. Follow yeah. the rules. You know, everybody always gets on my case. I'm always following the rules. You are I've a never, rule I've never messed up the, the, the space-time continuum. I broke a rule the other day. Tell me. I, uh, I took batteries from the A2's workbox. And then I asked her permission after I took them. I feel really bad about it. I already talked to her about it. I confessed. Okay. Yeah. You as a stage manager understand that I broke a rule. Did you just fucking fart on me? Oh my! Oh no! Oh my god! Oh, I earned I that. I earned that. That was just dessert. I earned that. That was just dessert. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I needed double A batteries. Um, the one thing that the movie almost got right with their future predictions was uh, the Cubs won the world series in 2016 yeah isn't that crazy in 2016 all those edited facebook posts to make it look like it that back to the future got it right yeah they didn't they didn't but um yeah don't believe the memes folks don't Don't believe the memes memes. story of our lives oh my god tell that to every conservative you know um <laughs> was that too much? We're not supposed to get too political here. That was a nice Well, I think that's yeah, you may want to edit that out or you may want to leave it in. I'm just gonna leave it in. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, so they made this movie knowing they were gonna make three, you know. Oh, they filmed them back to back. His family ties yeah. commitments weren't as serious as they were. He was a bona fide movie star. Um yeah. Had the baby face. Forever the baby face. Forever the baby face. Still yeah. got, still has it. Yeah. Uh, so um, how do you feel? Oh, here we go. About Marty's genes being the dominant. And everybody looks like Marty. Nobody looks like Jennifer. 
They have to do that because they changed Jennifer's face. My God, they changed her face. They have uh, to do that. <laughs> it's uh, hilarious too. Shout out to the way that in 1989 they were able to film those scenes. Yeah. With people playing off each other, even Biff. We're going to get to Biff, but I just want to mention and, Biff and, and sound smart for <laughs> just one second. The Talk Vista Glide motion control system camera. Oh, I you have my whole heart. Continue. That was a camera that ILM created just for this shit. Like they were they were like this is how we do it. After this film is when we really started getting into like CGI and computer graphics, but they built a fucking camera just so that they could film these scenes. Uh the scenes are so fun. So fun. Yeah. And, and so and like seamless almost. Oh, like it looks great. Jackson's film are pretty great. It looks great. It's yeah, no, it's definitely an elevated 1989. I mean, there's five, six movies I can think of off the top of my head that came out this year that do not look this good. Yeah, no. But speaking of this year, uh, Jurassic Park, Last Crusade, and this movie were all in the theaters at the same time. Jurassic Park? No, not Jurassic Park. Sorry. Yeah, not Jurassic Park. What was it? Oh, damn it. It was another great, like, film. Ah, oh, damn it. No, because Jurassic Park was, like, 92? 93, I think. 93? 94? Yeah. It was, Jurassic Park came out in 1998. Uh, no, it was, it was, it was, I was, uh, it was Jurassic Park, or sorry, Last Crusade, Back to the Future Part 2, and another one of your favorite yeah, films. Yeah, Jurassic Park is firmly 93. Time. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, the that camera created just for this this film, but I, I I don't think that Marty needed to be all of them. Couldn't we have Elizabeth Shue do one of them? Like couldn't couldn't Elizabeth Shue been the girl? Well, and here's the, here's the no here's the thing though because, and this is where our our the cinematic sort of baked in trans misogyny that's historical happens. Oh shit! It's, okay, and and we're, we'll go here with it. Um, it's because putting a boy in a dress, we decided years ago that that's funny. Okay, yeah. And that's and that's a thing. And and so, and here's the thing, I fell for it because seeing Marty be the girl is funny, but it is a trans-misogynistic trope. Mm. And we have to be aware of that. We have to be mindful about that. And we have to be a little bit more creative because it's it's time to retire that trope. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like it. It's it, not it, great. It hit me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not great. I, I would have rather have Elizabeth Shoe. I mean, maybe they were like, wow, we really, we can't make her her actual age here. Let's certainly not try to make her younger. <laughs> I, Fuck. I really think it was because like, it's like, what do the kids look like? Do they look like movie one, uh, Jennifer, movie two, Jennifer? <laughs> what do you do? It's wild. Movie two, movie two. they should have done. Yeah, they should have the movie too, Jennifer. That's who it is. Um, it's. Did you get scared when they Jennifer wakes up in dystopia in nineteen eighty five? Did I get scared? Yeah, that did she you was get, gonna. I meant um, twenty fifteen when she like wakes up. I, I said nineteen eighty five. I meant twenty fifteen. Like oh, for her. Yeah, wasn't that stressful? It is stressful. Th- this whole movie's stressful. Yeah, it is. That, yeah. That's that's something that that either is completely great or like wow, what a 
what a colossal fucking error. The stakes in this movie never stop. Yeah. Like something is always going wrong. There's not a lot of room to breathe. No, no, no. It's it's really, it's really insane. Yeah. Which yeah, is great for kids. I think that's why we loved it when we were kids. Because the tension is always high the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very interested to watch three again. Well, yes, I am too, because I, I, I have feelings about three. When's the last time you saw it? A long, long time ago in a long, galaxy long far, far away. Yeah, your palate, your palate has changed. My palate has changed. And evolved. And evolved. Now, here's the thing, though, because we're still on two. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, how do we feel about making Biff a murderer? <laughs> because, because we definitely make Donald Trump president, which how weird that they predicted that. Right, right. And then we make Biff a murderer. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Like, Biff, okay, so Biff is such a great character in the movies, right? Because a lot of the um, the comedy in these films come from bad things happening to him. So yeah. here we are. I told you we'd get to Biff. Yes. I just, I just want to say out loud, where have you gone, Tom Wilson? He did these movies and, and what? Yeah. What else he did he has he done? Well, he wasn't an actor. I know, but why? He was a stand-up comic. I know, but he's so good. Yeah, but he was a stand-up the, comic. The work that he does in this film is is it's incredible. Pretty, it's pretty insane, yeah. It's a fucking masterclass. He plays what four different versions of himself? It's crazy, right? If you count Griff as like a, a vert, right? Like it's insane. He's so good. But what I was saying is uh, it, the slapstick stuff that happens to Biff really is, you know, where a lot of the comedy comes from. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he's insane. He's going to kill Marty. He's going to kill Marty. Yeah. Yep. He's going to rape Lorraine. Kill yeah. Marty. Yeah, no, he's he's insane. And in this in this fun 80s romp. Yeah. Like he's, he's gonna do all he's of these dangerous. things. He's a dangerous man, yeah. Now here's my thing. Okay. You've got so many things. I have plenty of things. So this alternate future happens, right? The alternate 1985. Alternate 1985 happens, which ignites Marty to go back to 1955, which uh-huh. get the almanac is such a fun romp. I don't know why you don't yeah. like it. What do you mean get the almanac? Oh, you mean to like get the almanac back? Yeah, get the almanac back. Yeah. Bro, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's not. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a retread. Okay. It's like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say words now. Are you ready? Is is the Force Awakens a retread of A New Hope? Yeah. Yeah. Should they have done something different? Absolutely. There you go. That's my point. Is it good? Yeah. 
Do I remember him going, ooh, la, la, no, no, ooh, la, la. Like that, that, that sound grained in my head. The fucking wallet guy, the, I, I think he took that guy's wallet. I think he took that guy's wallet. I think he took your wallet. I think he took his wallet. I mean, that's fucking brilliant. It's all fantastic. Like everything that happens, Strickland with the cup, you know, uh, it, it's great. It's just, I would have preferred something different. Okay. So, but here's the thing I'm going for. I have a lot of things. So many things. Dystopia 1985. It's great. Go back to 1955. Get the almanac. Yep. See all of those events. Yep. But you've got Doc in the DeLorean in the lightning storm from the first movie. Right. Struck by lightning. Back to 1885. Western Union telegram. Kind of cool. Love that actor, too, that gives him the telegram. It's very, very good. Yep. Goes back to 1955, Doc. Yeah. And he freaks out. out. Yeah. That's, yep. No, it's great. It's great. It, it, it's, it's great. It's, it's a great ending. It's a great ending, but you know what they do? They ruin it with the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have, they should have played, you know, they could have let us be surprised. Oh yeah. Ending it on the note of, oh my God, Marty's stuck in 1955. The hell are they going to do? Yeah. He's going to go back to the old West. It's fine. What a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird choice. They knew they had us though. Yeah. But I think that they wanted us to feel better too. Yeah. Instead they did, they of leaving wanna, it with want, Han Frozen yeah. Carbonite. Yeah. And they should have just left us with Han Frozen Carbonite. Yep. Because the yep. stress was real. The stress was stress so was real. real. It's a great it's ending, really CJ. CJ, it's a great ending. It's a, it's a great ending. Yep. It's a great ending. Uh, that's diluted by a trailer that's not earned by just retreading something somehow or another. These are my points. We should take a break. I guess so, if you want to stop arguing. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your, your chest area, where, where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking, oh, to, I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram, I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are back from the break. The break is over. Indeed. CJ, how was your break? Did you do something interesting? I did nothing interesting. I took Advil and pet my cat. 
Well, that's interesting. Is it? I think so. So here's the thing. I gotta stop saying that. I say that a lot, don't I? Here's Here's the the thing. thing. Here's my thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I feel like we really, really dove deep. We talked about a lot of things. We have very, very different opinions on the trip back to 1955 and what it serves, even though it really, really, really does tie the writing together in a beautiful way, even though it clumsily gets us into the Old West for the third movie. That's not that great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But agree to disagree. And I think we need to really, really take all of this and Mm -hmm. put it in a box with little compartments. Mm-hmm. And these compartments are ephemeral questions. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Andrew. And people have come to expect this part because, well, now's the time on our show <laughs> where we dig into the movie. We'll figure out what really worked and what the flick got wrong. We'll see how much it really missed the man his mom named Crispin. In all my years, I never thought I'd sing Crispin in a song. Andrew, one thing you can say about this film, it looked good and it happened. It broke new ground in Viz effects and it was a lot of fun. (laughs) But when the chips are stacked real high and the cards are on the table, was it an icon or a fart? A daddy or a son. Part two, will you shun? Cause it's not as good as one. The future's fun, but the 50s are bland. But bro, is it weak? The answer to this we will seek. And in the end, we'll finally understand. Is a DeLorean a sports car or a sedan? I had background music tonight. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I mean this from the depths of my heart. Oh, okay. That the ephemeral question songs have gotten so good. They were always V entertaining, but like that was so polished and good. <laughs> CJ, like, I mean, you even underscored my lead in. Like, and the whole moment was so curated. Yeah. Well, I, we didn't plan that either. Like, I just, I took a chance. I yeah. did a little sound design. Yeah, like, no, it's yo. It's time. No, it was, it was, it was really good. It was really good. I, I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. Nice. Nice. So, CJ, what worked yeah. about this movie for you? Well, coming off of the song, <laughs> I do believe that what really, really worked was Marty's motivation. Okay. Okay. Did you recognize the song? Do you know that song? I do not know that song. It's a Kenny Rogers song called Coward of the County. Okay. Everyone considered him the coward of the county. Marty's messing everything up revolves around this new motivation, right? So, like, we didn't really get much of it in the first film. Like, we didn't know that he doesn't like being called chicken. Yeah. But obviously it stems from his dad being pushed around and sort of that sort of his, you know, visceral reaction. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to be chicken. He's not going to be a coward. So all that is in there. I love the fact that in a movie full of callbacks, for me, that was the, the best one okay. because we've got it. We've got the almanac. 
We're ready to go back to regular 1985. Everything's going to be fine. Biff calls him chicken, and that's what gets him knocked out and causes the rest of the movie to happen, causes the rest of the trilogy to happen. Absolutely. So Marty's motivations for me, that really, really nails it straight up on the head for me. Okay. As, as the thing that worked most. And again, like, I don't hate the movie. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Out Satan. I don't hate the movie. I just remember liking it a lot more. But from a film perspective, I think Marty's motivations is, is an absolute stunner. <laughs> what worked for you, man? Okay. So it's easy to forget that because we have so many time travel movies with a lot of consistent rules or different rules uh, that in 1989, when this movie came out, it was not that commonplace to have all of these things about like the different timelines and the time streams and, and decisions you make altering the timelines and how crazy that is and how confusing it can be and establishing these rules and, and the fact that they went for it, which is just a hardcore sci-fi concept but they went for it in a movie that's supposed to be a romp that engages children and be super charming. Uh, I, I think that the fact that both of those things coexist is really special and unique. And I think it's easy to forget that fact of it. We always remember that Back to the Future 2 is really fun and good, but we always forget that it's marrying some like sci-fi concepts that at that point weren't commonplace. Yeah, certainly not in Hollywood mainstream culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they just kind have, of doled it out to a blockbuster. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. When, before Mystery Science Theater was fun and interesting and, you know, trendy, we were, we yeah. were talking about, you know, Mystery Science Theater. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Uh, what didn't work about this movie for you? Okay, so so I heaped buckets of praise on the um, visual effects of having, you know, people, two actors in the same room uh, but not really like the same actor playing off of themselves. Yeah. Um, the thing that didn't work for me is there were so many times in this movie where someone was clearly like a character was clearly in another character's space. And that character, the other character had no idea that they were there. Yeah. Okay. Biff taking the DeLorean in 2015. Uh. That man ran into a fucking dumpster. Marty was around the corner. Yeah. Okay. Marty's a little obliv, but not that. Right. Sure. Uh, uh, Marty in the backseat of Biff's car. <laughs> okay. First of all, old Biff was behind the tree when Marty got in the car, so we could have seen him. But yeah. when they're in the garage talking and Marty's there, it's like, you guys, w- this is not a fucking Buster Keaton film. Like, you don't need <laughs> slapstick fucking stunt here, right? Like, s- stop. And then finally, the kicker which is one of the more exciting points in the movie, but Marty in Strickland's office. Hmm. Like, dude, you don't need to do that. There were other ways to like have him be there. He could have been outside. He could have been, you know, like stop. He could have been in the closet. I don't know. But it really didn't work. It was distracting. In an otherwise like pretty yeah, strong film. Yeah, pretty solid, yeah. solid movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That gets an F minus. <laughs> F minus. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested because apparently this movie is Citizen fucking Kane. <laughs> Why does Doc bring Jennifer if he's just going to put her to sleep? So that he can miss Marty's kid. 
Because you cannot get Marty's kid because movie. Because I want the movie to happen. So the movie can happen. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> it's sloppy. Yeah. And not only do they do that, like they could have like. Well, again, I, I guess they have to because she gets in the car at the end of the first movie. This, they have she, to. Yeah, but she goes to um, the house too, and like finds out that Marty got fired, and finds out about needles, and like we never touch that again. Yeah, yeah, red herring. Total red herring. Yeah, we think it's going to go somewhere. Actually, or honestly, shoe, if you will. Actually, apart from the almanac, the 2015 sequence doesn't really go anywhere. No. Yeah, you know, it's really all about the yeah, almanac. But the almanac is, yeah, I mean, that's... it's Yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's everything. But, like, anyway. Mm. Um, does this movie make your Jester out of top five? Wow. Well, that fucking porky little Elio's Pizza Super Nintendo playing kid is going to be very upset with me. But it does not. No, for real? For real. That's it weird. Not. It's, I know, I know. And it's disappointing. And I feel like a little bit, a little piece of my heart um, has missed the, the call from the sweepstakes. But it's, yeah, it's just not, it's just not good enough. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, it. wow. It's close. I mean, it was a close call and I really had to like sit back and think about it. But yeah, I just don't, it's just not, it's just that third act misstep. (laughs) You really hate it. I really don't like it. Yeah. I really don't like it. I, I think that, I think that it's fun. I think it's really fun to watch, but yeah, it's lazy. And I think it has to do with Crispin. George is such an essential part of part one to make him sort of non-existent in part two is weird. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be why. Okay. It does not make my Desert on top five. The first two parts and then something else, I think definitely would. Okay. But I've already seen act three. Yeah. From a different perspective. Sure. Okay. You know? And like you said, there's not enough happening in 2015 to warrant us being there. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. So tell me why it makes your desert on top five. I mean, how do you know it makes my desert on top five? I didn't it say, does. I didn't answer. I, yeah, but I've been listening to you for the last 40 minutes. It does. It's so much fun, <laughs> CJ. CJ, it's so fun. Come on. It's yeah. really, it's really sweet and charming and, and just like, in a world where things are fucking miserable, thank God we have Back to the Future Part Two. Truly, no, you know? I hear you. Like I'm it's you. sweet and silly, and like yeah, there's a lot of good. Yeah, you know, there's a lot I, of good. It's not perfect, but you know, and so like on its own, it has a lot of merits about things that really, really are successful. Yeah. And then you, and then you talk about that this was made in 1989 and and underwent very significant and crucial casting changes yeah see this is this is a moment where like i really wish that we were live because i would call our friend zach (laughs) and and ask him how he feels about the seattle seahawks 2014 season yeah that ended with a loss in the super bowl and what would he say he'd say it was a failure yeah He'd say it was it wasn't as it wasn't as fun as it could have been. 
Okay. I think that's a bullshit parallel, but I appreciate you shouting out Zach because I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that's how it feels for me, man. Okay. Like the 1988 New York Mets, like they won over 100 games, they fucking steamrolled into the playoffs, and then they got bounced. And so, like, I don't remember 1988 fondly because they didn't stick the landing. Because they didn't stick the landing. All like, right, I get it's, it. It's all about sticking the landing. I th- maybe it's about the journey, CJ. No, I've, I've never been about the journey. That's not my personality. No, that's where I'm at right now. That's the chapter I'm in. Ask me in 10 years how I feel. I hope so. I hope yeah. that I'm still alive to do so. I, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> it just felt like the right thing to say. Yeah, it was a good punchline. It was really good. Like, you, like you're 80. Anyway, yeah. all right. It's time for the RBQ. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's RBQ on the Icon Show. All right, RBQ. Yep, Ruth Bader question. The Ruth Bader question. We are in a restaurant. Is it Applebee's? It's an Apple. It could be an Applebee's. <gasps> We're Twice in, in a, one day. We're in an Applebee's. And you see Elizabeth Shue having dinner with Michael J. Fox. Oh my God. You can only do talk. I a, do I have a napkin? You can talk to them. Their agent says you can talk to them, but you can only tell them one scene of Back to the Future 2 that you love. What scene do you tell them? I know what you're doing. See it all too clear. Okay. I can only tell them one scene that I love. Yeah. That's all. That's the only communication you can have with them. Okay. Hey, stranger. Jennifer, are you a sight for sore eyes? Marty, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. I haven't. That's the one I tell them. Oh, that's so sweet. That's the one I tell them. Best scene in the film. Yeah, it's very, very sweet. Doc, Doc, what, what happens to us in the future? Huh? We become assholes or something? <laughs> he was so good. Michael J. Fox is so good. So good, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but honestly, like, that's a really great scene. And kudos to ES for fucking recreating it. Because mm-hmm. if you watch them side by side and back to back, like, it, it, she nails it. She's on her points, man. She really does nail it. Yeah. So that's what I would say. What would you say? I would say uh, it's a sequence. It's sequence. Spe- it's a sequence. It's specifically when old Jennifer meets uh, new Jennifer. <gasps> I'm old, young. <laughs> that's. I, I would talk about that, and then I would tie in Marty playing Marlene. <laughs> oh my God. Dad, it's so, so dumb. Bad. It's so dumb. It's so bad. It's so awful. But I think that would. I think they would enjoy their Brussels sprouts appetizer if I brought that up. Be There's like that. no way that Applebee's would have a Brussels sprouts appetizer. Oh, I mi- Oh, I fucked up the RBQ because I forgot about the Applebee's. Applebee's. <sighs> All right, it's time for your okay. special award, CJ. What is your special award? Okay, kids, listen up. Hey. The special award for Back to the Future Part 2 
save the day with stagecraft. <laughs> when he drops the sandbags on the guys waiting does, off stage. He does save the day with stagecraft. Like he broke their necks. Like all of those boys have broken necks. Yeah. If, they, if he dropped that many sandbags on them. But kudos to him for figuring it out. He figured it out. And I always said, I always said, not really, but like stagecraft, it's so important. Those people that work backstage, they save your lives. Like you don't want, if you had a sandbag fall on your head, like that would be it. Yeah. You would be knocked out. Um, I do also want to give an honorable mention, special award tonight. Please. Uh, damn, that's zany. <laughs> to Billy Zane because he's so fucking funny in the three minutes that he's in this movie <laughs> he is so great you remember him I, I wonder why we didn't get more from Billy Zane I wonder what happened I think Titanic happened really yeah because he was such an asshole in that movie yeah like people took it, his performance he was so great People took his performance way too seriously and like he, hated him. After. Yeah. He yeah. was, yeah. And he was on the John Travolta train of like wearing wigs to hide that he was completely bald. Yeah. Right. But that line that he delivers, how does he change clothes so fast? <laughs> it's so fucking great. It's super it's really charming. Great. Yeah. So the uh, save, save the Day with Stagecraft and Boy That Zany. I love it. Those are my awards this evening. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. My special award. What is yours, yeah? For Back to the Future Part 2 is the Unlikely Hero Award. Toby Moore. I'm not I feel like I feel like we actually see Marty embrace that he's the hero of this story in this movie. Okay, yeah. You know, because while I do think the 2015 sequence, not 2015, alternate 1985 sequence is clumsy, despite that has some really, really fun nods. Yep, sure. um, I think it does give Marty a sense of agency that's previously not seen. Right, right. You know, and so Marty, like, it's kind of a threshold moment that he crosses, like, and Marty truly embraces that he's a hero. So much so that it, he's the one that knows he's got to go back to 1955 Doc. Yeah. You know, like he yeah. makes that decision. And I think that's cool that like we see him sort of evolve. And he's like, all right, great. Well, this fucked up thing happens. And, and what we do when this happens is we react accordingly. We make a decision. We do a big swing and we sort it out. That's how this yep. works. These are the rules. And I'm going to do that. And I like that because he's kind of a, a hapless hero for the first movie. Sure. Yeah. Things happening to him. Yeah. And so I think in this one, he really, we really see him start taking ownership of, of, of a situation that he started. <laughs> yeah, in the latter, in the latter. Yeah. 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 In the bad act three. Yeah. It's kind of his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. That's the one. Anywho, so last question of and, the night, and because we differ greatly on our opinions on this movie, uh huh, is this movie an icon or a icon? Oh, uh, well, I think that 
everything that I've said so far, um, you'd be surprised to learn that it's an icon. It's an, okay, great. Thank you. It's absolutely an icon. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Oh, no question. It's definitely amazing. It's a wonderful film. Um, it's part of an amazing trilogy and it, it you know, like two and three are not as good as one, but certainly two is right up there. Two's great. And if you were to give two a, a better third act and be no trailer at the end of the movie. Uh, I think two could be better than one. Yeah. And the trailer was an intentional choice. Like they rushed to get filming done because they yeah. really wanted to make sure people knew part three was coming. Yeah. All you had to do was put to be concluded, fade to black fucking credits. Let's go. I'll, yeah. I'll come back to the movie theater, you know, but it was a post-credit sequence before post-credit sequences were post-credit. That's right. That's right. It's a pre-credit sequence. Pre-credit. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I shot a movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that I think that it is an icon, and I think that you know it it has its place um, because of the wonderful things that it did and all of the behind-the-scenes work that was great in the cast. I mean, fuck, man, Tom Wilson. I can't get over it. He's fucking incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, 100% an icon. It's absolutely an icon. I mean, it, it revolutionized time travel movies. It's a, it's a weird sci-fi comedy movie about family. Uh, it's the middle part of a trilogy, and it really kind of furthers that narrative that the second one is the one that gets the story moving and is a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the first one establishes the playground and the second one's a lot of fun. And a lot of trilogies follow that formula and it's because totally. it was so successful in this movie. Other trilogies yeah. do it too, but like it's so successful. It's that Empire Strikes Back theory. Yeah, you know? they just didn't they just didn't nail it with the ending. It's a bad ending. I like it, but whatever. Um, absolutely iconic, legendary film may still be my favorite of the three. Mm. Maybe, but we'll know next week when we watch part three. Yeah, wrap true. it up wrap it up yeah so anyway i feel like we did this and maybe they did not nail the ending but we nailed our ending 100 percent. we nailed our end yeah <laughs> oh my god for icon or wycon i'm andrew david sotomayor i'm the guy that says the inappropriate things <laughs> and we'll see you Next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs>